0: The size of the backpack has been illuminated. we the right practice, off all of the <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Radio Contra, the podcast of AmericanPartisan.org. And I, of course, am your host, NC Scout, the Commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia, coming at you live from the guerrilla camp located deep in the heart of rural Northern North Carolina. Tonight, I am joined by my very good friend, frequent co-host, co-author over on American Partisan and co-host of the Sons of Liberty live show, which will be live tomorrow night at 2100 Eastern. Madman Actual, what's
1: up, brother? Just getting ready for World War Three, buddy. <laughs> Went to the range, zeroed in, uh, you know, re- re-zeroed, I should say, confirm zero on a couple things. Uh, yeah. You know mag-dumped the Glock a few times just to get the jitters out. and you
0: know. Oh, yeah. It's good for the soul, man. It's good for soul. It is
1: good for the soul. I do like yeah, my mag-dumps. Gotta... They make me Dude, feel getting... better about myself.
0: Oh, yeah. Getting some trigger time in the carbine course this weekend. It felt good. It felt good. Yeah, buddy. You know, like, contrary to popular belief, I actually don't get a lot of range time. Like, I, I don't, I don't I believe have, that, you know, like, like I don't have the time to get out on the range and do all the things like, you know, I've, I've got my, my cold drills that I do, you know, that, that I'm doing dry, you're working on trigger reset and, you know, mag changes and you're doing all that stuff, you know, but you're running that dry and, um, I don't get as much trigger time as, as I wish I did. I don't, I honestly, I, I don't really have time for it more than anything else. It kind of sucks. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. Some of the classes, you just don't even touch a rifle. And then other times, you're just watching other people shoot theirs.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's the way it is in the carbine course. It, it's, you know, like you, you demonstrate the drills, you don't burn through a lot of ammo when you're doing that. I mean, I don't. Um, you know, I, I, can't speak for what other people do in the industry, but I mean, every, every course that I teach is, is relatively low round count because, you know, ammo is, is getting expensive. It's fixing to get pretty scarce. Uh, if y'all thought it was scarce out there already, it's fixing to get pretty scarce. And, um, man, I just don't, um, you know, I mean, when you think about it too, man, like the people that come to class, they they're already paying for the class they are paying to travel or you know whatever time they took off work or whatever it is you know they're they're paying for lodging for somewhere or you know they're they're like camping out they've got a lot of sacrifice man the the ammo yeah into it i mean so i don't know it's just how i look at it. it it's there's value in high round count stuff but it's what you're doing with the rounds. You don't need to burn through a full magazine to get the basics of a mag change down or a malfunction drill down or trigger reset or, you know, all all of the things, man, you don't need to burn through a ton of ammo to get the basics of that. You you just don't.
1: Uh, Yeah. I mean, I, I cited in my, uh, first four with, uh, Five rounds and I also confirmed zero on my red dot with those five rounds. So I mean yeah, you don't need a whole lot of ammo to figure stuff out.
0: Nah man purse four to dude purse four. Oh what a yeah, but cool <laughs> little IR. You know, um I was talking with k from Combat Studies Group, and um you know, he and I are both big fans of the purse four and he has been running one. This is totally unbeknownst to me. He's been running one. He actually has a purse three as well. And uh, that that's the one that's the equivalent to the Pec fifteen. And Yeah, that uh, is the
1: IR Illuminator, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. The and I think I uh, really
1: have a red laser and uh the IR.
0: Yeah, I I got a couple of the the uh, I got a couple of the purse fours and um dude for the money um the features that you're getting in, in a in, in an ir laser um of course the visible laser slave together with the ir laser you're you're i mean it, honestly it can't be beat
1: um yeah i mean i got know. mine for what 500 bucks
0: yeah yeah they, and, it, and came,
1: it came from ukraine in like a week <laughs> yeah <laughs> kind of hard to beat. yeah
0: yeah i mean it, it was um Yeah, when I bought my second one, I think it it got here in, like, four days. Maybe it was a week. Um, It was quick, though. I know that. Like, the first one, it took a little bit of time to get here. Uh, But the second one, it it got here fast. And, um, you know, but, I mean, I've got a PEG-15. I've got a D-ball, Steiner. I've got a a Hollison as well. I mean, you know, the, the hollow sun's okay. It, it, you know, it, it, it's it's nice. I, I'm not going to knock it too much. I think they could have done a little bit better with how it interfaces with the rifle. It, it sits up a little too high. That's really the same complaint that I have with the Steiner. They, like, it sits up yeah. over top of the rail. The Purst four, just like a PEG-15, sits down on the rail. It's like it straddles it. It's, I don't know, man. It, it just, it's a little more ergonomic on the rifle.
1: Yeah. I might need to raise my red dot up, though. <laughs> I'm, uh, that first force block in the bottom third, I third. guess you would say.
0: Yeah. The lower one third. Yeah. I can what, see, uh,
1: but, yeah.
0: What red dot are you running?
1: Uh, I got an aim point 9,000, um, with the seven inch. It's like the full, full length one.
0: Ah, going so old I have school. The, uh,
1: I got the side mount for the Wazer. Yeah. uh, yeah, I got the long, the Midwest Industries. It was the longer one. So I was like, well, might as well just get the long one, take up the whole rail because I don't need it, like getting stuck on some vines or ivy or some bullshit. So,
0: yeah, it's definitely, well, it also one thing too, man, it feels like to me when you have a longer optic, it balances out a little bit better on certain rifles. And the AK is definitely one where yeah, it's because it's a whole other animal. It is a whole other animal from the AR-15 and, you know, mountain, mountain stuff on the AK can be a little bit tricky, man. Um, You know, I definitely have experimented with it in a lot of different ways and, um, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it.
1: Yeah, I've had to do some extensive research making sure I wasn't doing the wrong thing because I knew what I wanted and I finally got like no more I'm not putting any more money into it. I got everything I need for it. Um, But it, it it's taken me like a solid eight months to really get that thing like set up to where I'm like, okay I'm done with this. I'm just going to you know, maybe put another coat of spray paint on it. That's about it.
0: Spray paint? You mean you mean that's you don't uh, you you don't dip it in in the coolest new uh, indestructible Coat? Yeah.
1: <laughs> now, radio contra audience, here, here's what Madman Actual does. I go into Home Depot <laughs> and I go to the Rustolium section and I get their camo line. That's right. And uh, that's right. You know. I wait till uh, everything's green again. And then I pick off a branch from a tree and I hold it over the rifle and I spray. Uh, And I do just a couple different colors. That's about it. That's about it, man. It's, you know, like nothing fancy,
0: nothing fancy. And, and you can always tell a dude's rifle that's run his gun because that paint is coming off and it just makes it look that much better. Oh, yeah. like that. that's a tool man that's something that somebody has used he knows that sucker inside and out oh
1: yeah 100% like I, I spray painted my uh, Glock slide just for fun and I got like the wear marks coming off of it on the edges and like you know around the muzzle it's oh yeah Get it's burning off oh, yeah. it looks pretty cool oh yeah uh, Well, yeah, man
0: you, you got to be running that gun. I mean, and, and it's all underscoring training. It's all underscoring getting out there, doing it, and training, because this stuff is coming to a head, man. It's coming to a head. It's coming to a head quick.
1: Um, For sure. Like, yeah, let's get into that. Enough of the yeah. gun talk. <laughs> Sorry.
0: So, well, I mean, you know, warming the audience up, a little bit of gun talk to pique the interest. But, um, you know, in in, in all seriousness, though, uh, the headlines on AmericanPartisan.org, if you just go to the homepage, you're going to see I put up quite a bit of stuff today because there was a lot of breaking news, all of it surrounding, of course, the bioweapons labs. Now, if you're not a purveyor of uh russian media and really international media and one of the goals of americanpartisan.org that i had uh when we did the the website restructuring and redesign on the front end was to have an outlet for international news so that you would see something outside of american corporatized media that you would see alternative viewpoints and one of the the reasons that the russian government gave for invading Ukraine was the allegations of this bioweapons lab program that was going on. And, of course, this was something in American media that was described as crazy. It was loony. It was a conspiracy theory. Right? They're still out there trotting this line even after an admission by Victoria Nuland yesterday Admitting that this program existed, and I think this is very interesting. And uh, Madman, actual, I want to get your opinion on this because this is something um, you know a little bit about when it comes to uh, intelligence agency training and how we are able to spot liars and we can detect deception. When she was on the stand, all right, she's testifying before the Senate Select Committee. She's answering questions from Senator Marco Rubio, who's kind of playing softball with her, and he asks her if Ukraine has a chemical and biological weapons program, and she pauses and says, well, Ukraine has a biological threat reduction program, and she says it in a real weird way. It's something that should have been a yes or no answer. It's something that should have been, you know, a pretty cutter, you know, cookie cutter, cut and dry. Not a big deal. You know, hey, nah, we, we, we're not going to do that. We do have a program there that is seeking to mitigate the risk from such programs that we believe the Russians are in. Right. That would be a more competent answer. But instead, she just tap danced around it. I don't know, man. It looked to me like she's lying. And given this woman's history, given this woman's backstory, given her uh, previous activities in the region helping to destabilize Ukraine back in 2014, I don't know, man. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I got that same vibe. Um, and, and for the audience, um, you know, the, there's a difference. And I, I'm not a psychologist and I didn't take any psychology study courses or anything. Um, they, they do give you a little bit of, you know, here's how you spot, um, kind of like an anti-spy class when you first get into, um, the agency, when you do your read on and everything for your clearance and they go over like, Hey, this is all the espionage suspects that we've caught. Um, a bunch of them were from China in the past, uh, 15, 20 years, by the way, but yep. they, you know, you know. The one thing I picked up on was there's a huge difference between the Paul's that she had where y- you're asked a question and then there's the Jordan Peterson Paul's where you like are contemplating their question and thinking like formulating your answer and yep. her Paul's where it was like, Oh shit. I, I I don't know how to respond to that and not get everyone in trouble. And then quickly coming up with some half-assed answer like she did of like, well, Ukraine has them like, and the tone and everything. uh, It just, I mean, I, you know, I, I got a pretty good, you can't, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. And uh, that woman was lying about something, what she was lying about. Obviously, we can't know 100%, but, um, you know, when there's documents of uh, U.S.-funded biolabs for virology and pathogens, you know, these days you can kind of put two and two together. Uh, I think there's enough that's come out overall that the U.S., obviously... I live in the U S we as a country are not the bad guy, but we have bureaucrats that have been in power for decades that are definitely not good guys. I'm not going to say they're bad guys, but I'm saying they're not good guys and they're not transparent and they're never ever thinking 10 years down the road. They're thinking about, how do I keep my job right now? And there's always someone telling them what to do. And yeah. that's just how the, that's just how the swamp works. You know, like yep. the, the highest bidder tells everybody what to do when they go do it. Cause they want to keep their six figure salary and uh, retirement benefits. Cause that's what it boils down to. And these people lie yeah. and yeah, uh, she was not telling the truth on that stand. There's no way. Nah,
0: man. And, and I mean, you know, you, you're exactly right. The career bureaucrats, all of them are creatures of the the remnants of the Cold War. You know, they continued fighting the Cold War when when it stopped, when it was over. And I don't agree. Like, I, I don't agree with uh, with Joel Scalson and and a lot of these guys are saying, you know, Uh, Pestroika wasn't real and they didn't stop this and that. Like, look, man, I knew, I know people now who were at the wall when it came down, you know, like, like I was a small child when that happened, but now doing what I do, I've encountered a lot of people who were there, uh, who have come out and trained with me who were there when the wall came down. To say that any of that was fake, to say that any of that was, you know, oh, it was all kayfabe, it wasn't real, you know, the commies just went and, you know, they they took their uniforms off and they, you know, whatever, and they've been hiding out. Like, look, man, is, is there some commie sentiment, sentiment there in... in uh, uh post soviet russia and in you know the that region of the world yeah of course there is i mean because it ruled with an iron fist and and to be a conservative in russia means that you long for the the days of stalin you know that's what that means that's yeah. not a good thing okay but the the problem that we have here in america is that the media has created this this culture where you have to you have to fall into a dichotomy somewhere, and they're very masterful about doing this you know it it's you're either you're either you're either with us or you're with terrorists, you know like yeah. like taken from from george w bush you know and and it's this dichotomy. nobody is sitting back and thinking, man, maybe we ought to not be doing this maybe you know maybe just maybe Let, let's be the voice of reason here for a minute. And let, let's think about how we can try and defuse the situation rather than look for the next paycheck. And I think that's exactly what this this uh, bureaucratic ring, the senior executive service, the SES ring has been doing all along. They've been setting it up. We pulled out of Afghanistan. They all want to forget how we we tucked our tails and ran out of Afghanistan, too. They all want to forget that. Oh, that's in the rear view mirror. We, you know, we just left all our equipment there. It was billions of dollars that we just threw away. Right. We're just going to throw all that away. And now all of a sudden we're, we're, we're going to start problems with somebody else. Man, we don't have our own house in order and we got these career bureaucrats like new, ah, man, you, you got to be kidding me. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm not a person who thinks that there's some grand conspiracy behind all this. I mean, I, I recorded that episode earlier today. Um, you know, I had some interesting emails right off the bat. It's like, look, you know, it, it, it's. There's not some grand conspiracy that's happening. That, that's not what I believe. Um, look at things objectively. You're, it, when, when you believe that there's some grand conspiracy or grand design to everything Um, you're giving people too much credit, right? You're giving the the fatal flaw of humanity too much credit when you're doing that. Um, It's it's simple, man. They were making money. They're looking to continue making money. And the only way like NATO has outlived its purpose. And the only way that you keep making money is to keep creating new problems. And that's what they're
1: doing. And, and to go along with that, You know, I was reading one of the articles that you put up on AP today, and I can't remember which one it is, but I think it was CNBC article. And one of their linked articles was to NATO's website, or not NATO. Um, It was a UN um, like press release, I think it was. Yeah. And they were saying, oh, you know, this is why we need to be green, like net zero emissions. By you know twenty by twenty thirty, and then like by twenty fifty, we need the entire world to be like this, and that's just the other money maker, right? Because like, right, everybody knows to make a solar panel, um, you need mining equipment. Well, you know, we can barely make all electric cars the new thing. Uh, those drills run off of fossil fuels. <laughs> Not only that, but it's more polluting, well, according to what I've read, it's more polluting to the environment to mine for the lithium and all the materials you need to make a solar panel, and then the wind turbines and, and, you know, the blades aren't biodegradable. It's just, none of it makes sense, and it's all just, when you look at it, you're like, oh, well, it's just, the guy... That couldn't get into the oil tycoon got pissed off, so now he's like on the green thing because he wants to make his money and screw the guy over that didn't give him a job. Is probably probably what it boils down to, and that's just that's just the new thing because they're going to cut us off from Russian gas uh, or the world. I shouldn't say us, but Europe. You know, we know that they depend on natural gas, and. You know, now we're like running to Venezuela to get our crude oil, even though we can produce our own.
0: Man, I um, think that's that's hilarious, dude. That that's like that's like high school. Like your 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 girl just dumped you before the prom, and like you're you're running around <laughs> frantic, like trying to find a date. Like holy shit, what am I gonna do? Like that that is what that is. Man, the whole the whole Venezuela <laughs> thing, like we. You think that the Venezuelan's are are going to be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we'll cut you a good deal." Yeah, you know, like we just tried to overthrow their government 2 years ago.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. "Don't we don't they have like 3 of our guys in prison right now?" Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah man, they they have a permanent garrison <laughs> of of the Russian Air Force there. They have S400s, right? They they have the S400 system that is fielded outside of Caracas. And on their Caribbean coast, I mean, dude, it's I, when I read that headline, I was like, "Man, you you got to be kidding me!" Um, they're in the middle it's of not a proxy surprising, war. Though. No, it's not surprising. I mean, look at the State Department, dude. They they are clueless, and that, that's the point that I've been making. They're clueless. They don't yeah, like they know. just don't know
1: how to do their job.
0: No, no, because they've they come up in a bubble. They've come up in the Ivy League. Then they went to Georgetown. So any any semblance of reality they might have learned at the Ivy League, they go to Georgetown, and that just gets dumped. Like it, it's gone. Because yeah. Georgetown is its own microcosm of, of just stupid. Um, <laughs> I dude, it is. It ugh. yeah. Ugh, man. Ah, it's the ugh. But anyway.
1: Well, I've <laughs> said it before ivy is an invasive weed yep so when i hear ivy league school (laughs) and then i look at who goes to these ivy league schools and i'm like huh that's that's a weird coincidence there you guys all go to the same school and join the same fraternities and Uh you know not even universities you guys went to the same like uh elementary academies you know that you need to be like a millionaire to pay for and yeah Power elite, man. It's how they
0: reciprocate themselves over time. Steve Wright Mills. He tried to warn us. He yep. tried to warn us. You know, I think that's funny too, man. I've got some pushback about that. You know, over over the past year that I've been talking about, like I I slowly infused some academia in there, and uh, you know because it's it's not really something that I'm known for, and you know a lot of people that when when they meet me. And they have conversations with me and stuff. And then they realize, like, you know, this, this guy actually is, um, I have a, a very different background than, than what a lot of people would think um, when it comes to professional education. And because um, a lot of people assume that I have an engineering background because of the communication stuff. And I'm like, no, that, no, um, that, that was all self-hobby. Yeah. Yeah. It, but you know, it, it was a hobby cause I was trying to figure out like, how do I do all the military stuff? Like I had all the military stuff, all the military communications. How do I do that on the civilian side? Like that, that was literally, it, it was a long process and a hobby to, to keep me sane. Um, you know, but not nah, my, my academic backgrounds in sociology. So, uh, and specifically criminology. So I, I, Apply that knowledge base to this kind of stuff. And it, it's very interesting because it throws people off. It's a lot of stuff that they've never heard before. You know, like, like C. Wright Mills and the power elite. These, I mean, there, there's not many people outside of academia that have, that have heard that or read that or encountered that, you know, and then they read it and they're like, oh, wow, that's, uh, it's all there. Like, yep. yeah.
1: <laughs> but, yep. um,
0: Man, getting getting back to this this biological weapons thing like the media's input on this and you know the the media's job mockingbird media, the controlled media the you know whatever it is you want to call it corporate media you have to understand what its job is and it is to create hegemony. Um, the purpose of propaganda is to create hegemony that that's and, and it's to tie all the the cohesive, uh, or the people together towards a, a cohesive goal. I mean, you know, we we call it propaganda when it seems like it's nefarious, but you got to understand that all media is a form of propaganda. All of it is, because it's all guiding somebody towards a, an idea, right? Or at least it should be. Effective media is. And um, so the the people who were watching our media were... You know, they and I saw this in the comments today. Um, There's a few people that were immediately reading at everything that was posted up. And, oh, what? But Russia is bad. America's good. And it's like, look, man, you know, first of all, you're an American and you should be a free thinker. That's number one. Like, that's what we're founded on. Okay. Number two, just because you're calling out bad things that your country is doing doesn't mean you're rooting for the other guy either like that's i'm i'm absolutely not um you know if anything i mean i'm a pretty anti-war dude when it comes to nation states fighting it out because you know you and i we've seen the business end of all that and it ain't pretty um
1: no it's kind of disgusting
0: yeah i mean it's the most evil stuff that that human beings can do to one another, so no, you know, we're not rooting any of this on, but you got to get to the bottom of what the cause is before you can even begin to have an honest conversation about diffusing the situation. And I mean, you know, when, when we think about all this putting the pieces together, I mean, you know. You've got you've got a, a a highly suspect election that happened. You've got political turmoil. You've got all of the stuff that's culminating, and bam! All of a sudden, oh, now we we've, we've got a war with Russia over here. You know, it, it's it's creating what's known as a superordinate goal, and that way the the divided sides come together. They coalesce. And that's exactly what they're doing here. You, you, you know, everybody's forgot all about the Canadian truckers. They forgot about. Uh, the Freedom Trucker guys, it's just a footnote, man. It, that ain't even back page news anymore.
1: and no, uh, Which is crazy because, and not to cut you off, but about the truckers, no, no. I, I was on 495 for work the other day. And I stopped counting trucks after 200 and I was only on there for like a couple minutes. Yeah, I mean, I was passing those trucks. We were going about 40 miles an hour. Or I was going about 50. They were going about 40 because they're staying in the the middle lane. And I I passed them. I'm not kidding you. The whole like 10 whole minutes I was on the highway. I was passing trucks. I mean, there is a shit ton of trucks just circling D.C. right now. And, yeah, nobody's talking about it.
0: Yeah. I mean, nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about what the, the, the Capitol Police are doing. The fact that they answer the Capitol Police answer to the legislative branch. I don't remember if it was you or it was um, Johnny that pointed out when uh, one of the news shows—I think it was on CNN—was interviewing one of these Capitol Police goons, and he had a neck tattoo. And I don't—I don't remember if it was you or it was Johnny that sent that over to me, but. But one of y'all did, and you were like, when's the last time you saw a cop with a neck tat like that? You know?
1: Yeah. I I I think I remember – I think I might have sent it to him and he sent it to you or something. like. I can't remember. But, yeah, I think he might have brought it up on um, Sons of Liberty, I think it was – we were talking about it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, dude, this guy's got, like, this scruffy-looking beard, straight-up, like – prison neck tattoo it's like all right you know first off i don't really think that guy's a cop and second if he is like what is our capital what are the standards for the capital police like you're you're in our nation's capital and you're gonna I walk totally around looking like a gangster yeah. oh actually well now i do but when i first yeah, saw I, it I was I, like, I there's I totally no way it. that guy's a cop
0: i totally believe they hired him i totally believe Those... they hired him it's it's Man, and, and and that's the thing. Like nobody's calling that out anymore. Nobody's saying it. You know, not a peep about that. But all they want to talk about is, oh, oh, you know, Ukraine. We gotta, we gotta fight for Zelensky, right? Never mind the fact that this dude was installed by Victoria Newland. See, we're getting back to that. Victoria Newland, that famous phone call, right, where she was discussing which political candidates they're gonna put in power. They pick and yeah. choose. Okay, Smedley Butler told us, he told us a long time ago, that all war is a racket. That is your tax dollars at work there, America. That is your tax dollars at work, picking and choosing the winners and putting bad programs on your enemy's doorsteps. So, um, earlier today, some of these comments, man, that, that I saw, were really interesting and it was coming from people who they've just been indoctrinated to certain ideas their whole life. And, you know, they grew up with Soviet union, bad America, good, no matter what, you know, all right, I get it. But, um, here's the deal, man. You know, everything that Ukraine has been putting out as far as propaganda, like pro Ukrainian propaganda has all turned out to be fake. All right. All of it. Even when they claimed that they shot down uh, their, their most recent downing of a, a uh, SU-35 flanker, uh, Sukhoi Bird, and it turned out that it was uh, well, they, they were claiming that Turkey shot it down. Turned out that it was a crash and it was something that happened a long, long time ago that, that had already been debunked. Right. You know, it, social media is kind of a duplicitous thing, but I mean, that was debunked almost immediately because of social media posts. I mean, all the way down to the same image that they were using. Um, you know, people are saying, you know, Oh, oh they're bombing buildings and stuff. And all right. So I heard earlier today when I was working on some stuff, I was listening to uh, an interview in the background with Joel Skousen. And, and I uh, was talking about how, uh, car has been raised to the ground. You know, the Russians are just raising this thing to the ground. well, I mean, I looked up the the footage of what's going on in Kharkiv. It doesn't look any more destroyed than Samara did when I was there. Um, maybe a little bit less so, substantially less so in a lot of corners of that city because this is a huge city. Uh, yeah. Samara was was just a bombed out mess when I was there. Kirkuk was a bombed out mess when I was there. Uh, so you know, I mean, that's yeah, what I mean. happened.
1: It's you, a war bro, zone, like
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, when you get on top I, of a building to shoot uh, a, a javelin or, or a um, um, you know a, a law rocket or whatever at a tank from a, a building top, what do you think is going to happen, man? Um, I mean, it's you know, I am not trying to underscore you know the, the violence of what's happening, but I mean, that's part of the law of land warfare. It, it's it's literally there. Um, you know, so, but anyway, my point about all this is, is that there was a bunch of people that were, were regurgitating this idea, you know, that American, uh, interests are good and Russia is automatically bad. And that, you know, these, these bio labs are not necessarily bio weapons labs. And so I want to revisit what Victoria Newman was saying, specifically something that she said, because if this is a biological threat reduction program, which is what they're calling it. Right. Right. Then why is it that she immediately said, this is what's called a disclaimer statement and a deflection statement. She immediately turns around and says, well, you know, the Russians could have biological weapons now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you weren't building bioweapons, then why are you worried about what they've got? If you weren't building the bioweapons, why are you worried about that? Why would you say, you'd say, well, you know, I mean, they came in, we're, you know, we're kind of worried about some of the research that was being worked on there. Might get, might pose a a hazard, um, you know, but no weapons research. I want to reiterate no weapons research that was being done. She didn't say any of that though. And it was the way that she said it you're lying you're lying
1: yeah you and, and it's like like I said even even if right and this is hypothetical land even if they were doing the minimization that they claim that they were doing in these bio labs by her saying that oh Russia may have bio weapons now well okay just because they have the lab are in control of the lab like that—that's just you. That's an inflammatory statement, saying, "Oh, right. well, they have access. Like they don't have access to their own bio labs. Like I know Russia's kind of a shithole, um, but they do put money into everything that we do, just not on the same scale, right? Like, yeah, you know, like their military's not as uh, technologically advanced. I hate that term, but." You know, they don't have as much of the cool stuff as we do, but they still have it. And they still, like, they, they fund BioLabs. They're not dumb. They're very smart people as a whole. Um, you know, everybody has that stereotype of Russians, just like the vodka-pounding AK-47-wielding psychopaths, and it, that can't be further from the truth. Uh, they're, you know... Yep. They've been, uh... Well, first off, I'd like to point everybody to, um... They, su- they have successfully subverted the United States for, like, uh, what, 60 years now? <laughs> so, yeah. maybe probably wow. more. Uh, so, if you think they're dumb, like, who's the dummy? Because, you know, we've been told a whole bunch of crazy, false information our whole lives. Um, which, and I, I can't stress enough, like, you know, I was talking to my buddies this past weekend, and, um, you know, we were drinking and shooting the Shoot the ish, and there's only three of us left by the end of the night. We were hanging out in the garage, and we got to talking some politics and what's going on in the world, and I brought up, I was like, hey, man, you know, you guys ever heard of Belt and Road Initiative in China? And the one guy yep. was like, well, it sounds like you made that up, and he, <laughs> my other buddy looks at him, he's like, I don't know, man, that sounded too specific for him. him. I was like, yeah, right. dude, like, go, just go read these books. I was like, and, and even then on top of that, like, there's a new one out. Um, I can't remember the name of it right now, but I name-dropped it. It's the, uh... How China bought the U.S. elite. Or, like, U.S. millionaires were making millions off of China. Yep. Um, I'm listening to the audiobook now. I should look up the uh, actual name of it. But I-, I told them about that, and they, man, they were, like, blown away that all this is going on. I was like, yeah, dude, this is, like, real-life stuff. This isn't, like, you know... I understand that we all grew up in, you know, well, they grew up in, like, upper-class Baltimore County, and, like, you know, we all went to private school. But, you know, the real world's real, and there's real consequences of the shit that we do overseas. And these bio labs are dumb. And, and I, you know, to, to what you were talking about with the comments section on AP, yeah, I mean, people who are like, oh, well, you know, like, they do the same thing it's like right but that you know just because you see one guy shooting random people doesn't mean that you can shoot random people that's right that's just dumb <laughs> like it doesn't even make sense you know we, we've we've got the infrastructure here in the u.s like if we want to research bioweapons to be able to minimize them then yeah that that's a good thing but you know with this Victoria Newland saying, Oh, yeah, well, now Russia has bioweapons. It's like, all right, well, like you said, uh, well, what are you trying to tell us here? Like, just stop beating around the bush, stop bullshitting us, and tell us what's really going on. You know, right. the, the transparency or the trust in the US government because of the lack of transparency is at an all time low or high, whichever way you, you know, whatever angle you're looking at it. Um, nobody trusts the government anymore. Nobody trusts the news anymore. Um, cause you can't, you don't know what's a bunch of crap and what's not right. It, like, I don't, I can't, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like somewhat trained in figuring out what's real and what's not real. And I, I have a hell of a time figuring out if somebody's full of crap and, you know, I got to go through two hours to figure out if one article checks out and 99% of the time it, it doesn't. Right. You know, right, especially, man. The when, usual suspects. <laughs> Either yeah, one.
0: Yeah, I mean, when 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 you see the same article written on multiple platforms, <clears throat> you know, when, when you see like CNN's running one thing, MSNBC's running another, ABC's running, CBS, PBS, right? Like they they all they all end up having the same same things. Like they're using the same verbiage. Man, I mean, come on, you know. They, you're, you're being lied to. And yeah. I mean, I, I think me personally, like what's most disturbing about all this was something that I dug up um, this morning. I had an email. Uh, you know, first thing I do every morning is check my email. And uh, I had an email in there from an attorney who uh, has been in a bunch of classes. She's extremely intelligent. Uh, she is very well versed on this topic. Um, I'm not going to go too much deeper in, into that regarding, uh, her and and what she does. I know she's going to listen to this. This is a shout out to you. Um, but she knows what she's talking about when it, it comes to this topic in particular. And, um, it was, it it was kind of a statement with a question that was in that podcast or, um, uh, that, that i covered in the, the last podcast rather, and opened her email, and I kind of dove down that rabbit hole, and it was the research that the DOD has been doing and the Ivy League has been doing on creating gene-tailored or genetically tailored viruses. I mean, so when you think about this, and it's up there, I mean, for anybody that's thinking that this is, you know, science fiction or, you know, it, it was a plot line to a video game back in the early 2000s, right? Like, oh man, you know, like there's going to be, there's going to be this gene edited virus that doesn't affect certain haplotypes, but yet on the other hand, wipes out this whole civilization over here. I mean, that's a thing. And we've been working on this. I mean, it's, it's been a thing for a lot longer than we want to admit, but in the 2000s we were working on it. I mean, right here Dartmouth University genetically engineered bioweapons, a new breed of weapons for modern warfare. Uh, Genetically targeted bioweapons, feasibility of genetically targeted bioweapons and grant strategy, United States Air Force 2016. Um, 2003 genetic engineering and bioweapons. I mean, why are we publishing? And and that is the abstract to each one of those, by the way, that I have up on American Partisan, So you can go, you can click on it, you can read it. It's all there. I didn't write any of that, okay? That is in their words. That is in the words of the researchers. And so, you know, for anybody that's out there thinking like, oh, you know, whatever, we wouldn't do stuff like that. Let me remind you, the Biological Weapons Convention, Okay, the Biological Weapons Convention, originally signed in 1975, had a revamping in 1988. Right, built up, um, built up the the deterrent and trying to to mitigate this because this stuff is madness. Nuclear weapons are bad enough. Okay, nuclear weapons are bad enough. Proliferation of them and whatever, but they are a localized event. All right. If you're talking right. about a biological weapon, as we saw with COVID, I mean, we saw it with COVID-19. Once that genie's at the bottom, it doesn't go back. It never goes back. And this is what we were working on. So this, the fall of the Soviet Union, there was a lot of oversight there. There was a dismantling of, of that program here in the United States as an assurance because I did some research on this today. I I, you know I want to come into this educated. I don't want to be talking off my cuff like I'm some half ass Glenn Beck wannabe, right? You know, when 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 you dive deep into this, I mean, first of all, man, this this is pure evil to be doing this. Targeting specific genetic groups, targeting specific races. This is absolute madness. But further, we outlawed, and this, this was on a good faith gesture, we outlawed that type of research here in the United States. Where else would they be doing it? Apparently they were doing it in Ukraine and they were doing it in Georgia. I'm telling yeah. you, it it doesn't lead anywhere good.
1: No. And and you know, this this goes back to the I mean, without even the bioweapons. There's articles going back 30 years saying yeah, you know, like, a good way to get into a shooting war with then the Soviet Union, now Russia, is to expand NATO closer to their borders. You know, they people have been calling this out mainstream for decades. And then it's like, it's just out in the open that they're talking about Ukraine uh, becoming part of NATO, and it's like, yeah, like, of course Russia's going to do that. They, they told you that 20 years ago. And, you know, unlike the U.S., when we draw lines in the sand in Syria, uh, when Russia draws a red line or a line in the sand and has a, a red line, apparently they follow through with it because um, they just proved it. <laughs> but it's like, it's right. no surprise, you know, it's like, you guys have been talking about this for decades And now this is what happens. You know, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I don't know how many times we have to learn the same dumbass lessons over and over and over again. And I mean, (laughs) I think that's just human nature is to just have amnesia after like 20 years.
0: There's no accountability, man. Like that, to me, that's the biggest thing. There's no accountability. There's no accountability for anything they do, like, like for every failure that they have, like there was no accountability with Hillary Clinton, you know, like this, this woman spent decades in the Politburo, like all the way back to Watergate and they, and, and had a history of doing shady stuff all the way back to then, man, there was no accountability. Like there was never any accountability, you know, and, and here you have, like they were spying on a political candidate and then the sitting president of the United States, they were running an espionage campaign on him and there was never any accountability, none. And so when you say like the, the, you know, we set red lines and then, you know, we're lying in the sand and they keep crossing it. Yeah, because the world looks at what we do domestically, and they actually pay attention to it. And they're like, "Man, you know, America." The only thing America's really got going for it right now is is their their high tech, and that's changing. I mean, that's that's changing. They see, oh
1: yeah, Everybody they see weakness, it.
0: man. <laughs> like, I mean, when when China takes Taiwan, that's gonna be checkmate, man. That's it's, it's it's done.
1: Yeah, I mean, if our military was run by somebody who had a nut sack, um, you know, when China takes Taiwan, it's like, all right, well, you know, send a little coded message to all the Taiwanese and be like, hey, don't show up to work today because we're about to blow that factory to the moon. Yeah, um, but we're not going to do that. We're not going to do any any such thing we'll just let it happen. And then because we're an empire in decline when, I mean, and that's just the fact, you know, I've, I've anybody who listens to this podcast, you know, we don't have to convince you, but you know, yeah. I've been trying to convince family and friends of like, Hey, you know, they all make fun of me. Cause I got my, you know, X number of pounds of rice, um, which I should actually check to see how much I have make sure bugs aren't growing in it man Um, they ain't gonna be making
0: fun of you long though honestly they ain't gonna be making fun of you long
1: there's a couple of them that are turning around and like you know even my dad you know I told him I was like dad you know you you think that the Soviet Union when when the Berlin Wall came down all the commies and all the people who hated this country just like evaporated you know he's like well no but I was like well no I mean the Berlin Wall came down and everybody stopped paying attention that's what it was, right. you know, that's what I see. Um, and I'm like in your boat, you know, when the Berlin wall came down, I was, uh, yeah, I, w- I was a wee lad. I was tiny. Um, so, but you know, in my lifetime I'm looking around and I'm like, you know, I, I go join the army right after high school and it's like, Oh, so this is how the world really is. Um, we got a lot of problems that nobody it's, even knows about.
0: It's the red pill, dude. It is It is the red pill. I think that's why Heinlein was so big I don't big know what on, color
1: it was, but it tasted like shit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so Heinlein was so big on compulsory service as a requirement for citizenship. Because, man, it, I mean... You know, he had a point. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with that point of view, but he did have a point. Um, you know, you, you should absolutely do something of service to your nation that requires uh, hardship and severe hardship so that you are appreciated. You know, yeah. you, you, you need that. We need that. We need adversity. And, and we're also a nation that hasn't really had a lot of adversity, like as a nation. I mean –
1: No, we've had the Western bubble for every bit of 70 years now. Yeah. You know, we we haven't had to deal with with foreign interference and foreign troops not in our face, you know. Right. Um, Well, Belt
0: and Road is going to fix that because (laughs) um, both Russia and China, I mean, if you folks don't think that there's going to be ramifications for the crap that we've pulled, you know, Russia, both Russia and China have been making moves globally that have put us into a box an economic box. And you see how badly the people in charge have botched all of this stuff, which should have been simple. And it should have been simple. It should have been simple to defuse Ukraine. Like, look, you know, we'll give you your part of Ukraine. This is what we're going to do. We can break this down. We don't have to be beating the war drum. This is what we're gonna do, but instead, they didn't want to do any of that, and they they just wanted to go the hard way because th- there's nothing worse than a fake tough guy, man.
1: Nothing. Well, that and that's what it is. Everybody's like, you know, all, all our politicians and whoever of the power elite, you know, they're they're using our old, they're using our World War II reputation, and it's like, dude, you know, we've been losing friends since then. And Russia and China have been making friends. Um, and the only thing with the Belt and Road Initiative that I see that's going to save us is that it's China, so they use Chineseium, and all their stuff <laughs> kind of sucks. Yeah. So, like, our best bet is that – but that's actually not to our benefit because if they take over the global economy, then everything's going to fall apart, and then we're back – where we're at, go headed towards now, which is just destruction and just not living in the same world we live in now.
0: If, if we can repatriate our manufacturing capability, we, we which would I end up back can. on top. I don't, I, and that's the thing, man. I, I don't know if we can,
1: but their well, strategy, we can, I don't know if we will. Yeah. I doubt we will. I know we not can. Not with
0: this crop of losers.
1: Not no, not with the ones
0: making policy in d c man, booty but you judge. Know what it boils down
1: to the, oh. local local, local, yeah, that's I mean it that's what it's really gonna take. it's gonna take um it it's gonna take a group of your buddies figuring out how to build stuff, figuring out how to make stuff, and then you know, hopefully you can pass it down to your kids, grandkids, whoever. And then, you know, maybe in 60, 70 years, our country won't be such a shithole. But um, I don't think this is going to get any better anytime soon. Like right now, gas right down the street from my house is four fifty a gallon. You know, yeah. I, I have a little – I have a four-door sedan for work, um, like commuter. And it, t- uh, it was $60 to fill up my tank. Yeah. Um, man, a year ago or a year and a half ago, it was – I filled up for twenty six dollars, and I was like on E. Yeah, you know that's. <laughs> I know this has happened before. Like when I first started driving, I remember gas was actually about these prices. Um, yeah. So, but we didn't have nearly the amount of geopolitical problems we're facing right now. You know, we weren't. World War Three wasn't trending on Twitter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like
0: we didn't even have a Twitter, man. We had MySpace.
1: Yeah, we have MySpace, <laughs> dude. I had the most bitching songs in my MySpace. That. <laughs> dude, I had uh, what was that guy's name? Tom. Tom. Tom.
0: That's yeah, yeah. Dude. Everybody was, was friends with Tom. <laughs> Whatever happened to Tom, man? Tom, Tom took that dude. Rupert Murdoch paycheck and he disappeared. Man, he's probably yeah, living he's in seen. like the Maldives or TV something, man. <laughs> He's like he's like the hell the, the the world, man. I'm gonna go live it up. Like I'm just gonna go live yeah, it up in the middle of, well. like Bora Bora or something, man. I don't yeah, blame man. him. I don't blame him.
1: I can't. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs>
0: it, <it's> just... <laughs> I can't. I can hate on him. Madman says I'm hating on him.
1: <laughs> I mean yeah, fuck those people. Yeah, <laughs> I just <laughs> It, it just blows my mind that, you know, and going back to the comment section, man, like you can put out all of, I mean, how many articles? Cause like, I was kind of surprised, you know, I took my lunch break today and, uh, I got on AP and I was like, man, scout has been busy. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs>
0: when, when I get in that zone, man, like when I'm, when I, am. Um, uh, working on something like i'll i'll lock on to something and and it's like okay you know we're going down this rabbit hole it doesn't happen often like that but whenever i have something like at the beginning of the day that is kind of just like dropping me down that rabbit hole and then i'm like man i know this is serious it's like the the bioweapons thing i posted up a big data dump on that over on the forum i saw that i think uh i think it was a week ago And when when the the stuff first started surfacing and it was like all these archive.org links that were popping up that people were were, you know, digging up out of the deep web and, you know, putting it out there. But it was kind of on some of the seedier corners of the Internet. So I was getting that stuff and kind of looking through it and seeing if it was legit or not. I put it up over on the forum to kind of crowdsource and look through it a little bit more. And uh, kind of as a repository, and then damn, if all this other stuff didn't break out. So you know, I, man, I think that there's there are people in DC right now who are legitimately panicking, um, because they have they have really painted better. themselves into a corner. Yeah, they, I mean, they need to be because they they have played with fire for too long. And somebody's finally called their bluff, man. And it ain't, this isn't going to be pretty like the, the ramifications of this. And, and I mean, Belt and Road. So like Johnny's been talking about all the stuff that, that Russia has been doing in the Arctic and like all, all the improvements and, and all this stuff. Now we just threw gas on that fire. Like they, they're going to double down on that. Now they're like, Hey, you know, now we have national purpose. We're absolutely going to crush the West and any yeah. bargaining chips that we had. Nah, that that's might as well throw that out the window.
1: Oh yeah, we we're totally and now like I mean even getting down to the nitty gritty where we're like we're giving Ukraine um, jets or well Poland is but then they're flying them to Germany and then trying to get U.S. pilots to fly them in some weird crap like that. Like, here's my thing: the the U.S. for some reason I, I can't. I couldn't believe that somebody was this dumb to think there's a difference between us putting boots on the ground and in this situation, us openly funding Ukraine and giving them weapons and giving them, you know, like the most advanced missile system on the planet. You know, we're giving them javelins and we're giving them jets, we're giving them ammo, like... Russia pays attention to that. They're not just going to let us arm their enemy. That That's just not going to happen. Um, well,
0: the other thing too, man, the, the footage coming out now of the drones and the use of their use of drones. Um, I wondered early on, it was something that I wasn't going to bring up, but I wondered early on because of their, their losses, alleged losses, whether they did or not, who knows, but the loss of their tanks, why didn't they field any of their drones? I mean, because in uh, the Arme- the latest Armenian conflict, they did. And that was how they they uh, brokered a, a ceasefire between uh, the Azeris and the Armenians, as quick as they did, because they did field their drones, Um so I was wondering man like why why didn't they do that? It that was kind of strange to me and now all of a sudden it appears that they have cuz there's a lot of footage is coming out from that. And I was like, man, yeah. you know cause to fire a javelin, you got to be outdoors. There's a little bit of a startup time to that like it it's it's not really a it's not something well, you just kind of stand there and you know.
1: The, the but, thing with drones are um you know, we we were u- able to use them to such effect. In the GWAT in the Middle East, because our enemy didn't have air power. You know, Ukraine right. does have fighter jets. Um, it's very difficult to get a drone that's decent enough to fly uh, to actually be able to fly around for any length of time without getting shot down. Um, yeah, that's my, that's my guess, and that that's all it is is just a guess. Um, until they have air superiority, which I don't think they're going to be able to do just because of the anti air that Ukraine has. Um, and they have their own air force, and we're resupplying the air force. <laughs> so,
0: we well, um, we were. We were. That's cooled off a little bit. That's cooled off a little it, bit. That cooled off today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're hurting for planes because their losses have been pretty substantial. And um
1: Yeah, you didn't hear that on the news though.
0: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah. they they lost most of their runways to their usable runways. Got targeted. Yeah, was, All um, the ones in theater.
1: Yeah, we were going over this in uh the Green Dragon Academy when we were doing the SIGAC map. I was on uh, Google Earth and you know, one of the airports that was on fire, I, I Googled it or I put it into Google Earth and I zoomed in and sure <sighs> enough. There was a line of about 30 fighter jets just (laughs) sitting on the runway. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if that has something to do with that missile cruising in and blowing up on the other side of the airport. Probably. That was like one of the first videos that dropped um, of airports, like from the, like actually in the airport. I was like, huh, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, of course the news is making it out to be like, oh, they're just like. You know, the equivalent of, like, oh, they're bombing Delta Airlines at Georgia. Like, no, dude, they're blowing up fighter jets and fuel depots at the airport, so they can't launch those fighters. (laughs) And I'm not kidding you. There was every every bit of, like, I think I counted 32, but there was, like, some coming out of the uh, little underground hangars that you can see (laughs) really easily because the shadow of the sun was, you know, the sun was setting, so you could see the shadow of the supposed-to-be-invisible Bunker yeah. hanger. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's under, it's under a camo net. It's painted like a cloud, so you can't see it.
1: Yeah. Very exactly. clever. There's a giant shadow perfectly outlining it. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, they a will never know. 500 foot long shadow of some weird thing on the ground that you can't see.
0: It's like, yeah, so it's like when it's, we hide stuff, man, we, we plant pine trees over it. It's like, oh, this is perfect square strip of pine trees
1: on yeah. a hill. Yeah, it's In like, the middle. you guys didn't think no. to just like toss these around randomly. No, you just had to get a landscaper out there that was like, man, we're going to make this like, they're, they're, you know, they got their string line out, they're painting it, and yeah, you know that's what they did.
0: That's I exactly what they did, because they them, have a and tree planter. Like,
1: yeah, then the tree planter's not thinking about shit like that. It's like, Man, mm-hmm. You couldn't get like some guy to go out there to the superintendent and just be like, hey man, you just want to like, you know, plant these trees wherever you guys feel like planting them, like not in the street <laughs> like, line.
0: Like get creative with it, you know, like I'll pay yeah, you extra. Get it, creative with it. Make it
1: look like woods, not <laughs> artificial we planted these trees.
0: Like like feed a bunch of pine nuts to your dog and tell them to go out there and pick a big crap (laughs) like yeah
1: just get just go to the spca adopt all the dogs feed them all seeds give them x Lex, and just let them out in the field
0: just it'll be fun man like everybody loves puppies and just run around be awesome but um green dragon academy man when are y'all doing another when are y'all doing another session of that
1: Well, I was supposed to do another Intel session uh, this Friday, but um, I will be going out of town Friday evening for the weekend. Um, Nice. Camping trip. So, and it's not just like a leisure camping trip. It's uh, a little man's in in the scouts. So. Nice. We got a little little merit badge camping trip that I got to go to.
0: Bonding.
1: Yeah, so uh, yeah, Johnny said he's going to figure something out for this weekend, and then I'm calling it now. Um, we'll, we'll try to work it out, but I offered to do the next two weekends in a row to make it up to everybody, because I felt really bad True. about not letting them know until, like, yesterday, because <laughs> I looked at right the on calendar, right on. and I was like, oh, shit. Um, so, yeah, we're, we're doing it uh, yeah, like I said, this Friday we should have something, uh, but I won't be in it. Um, and hopefully next weekend and the weekend after, I'll be um, maybe two weeks. I think I'll be wrapping up the Intel stuff and we'll move into something else. Uh, Sweet. And I'll be able to do like a one, 101 or 102 version of what I've been going over, maybe in a couple months. Dude, so. that's going to be great. That's
0: gonna. I I I really think that's gonna get a huge reception, um, a good reception. It, it's. I mean, it's desperately needed. It really yeah, is. The intel thing's
1: overlooked a lot, you know. Um, it it's it cool is man. AR it. It's cool to have, know how to use your gun and fight with it, which is very important. Um, but if you don't know where to go and who the bad guys are, you might as well just throw that thing in the trash.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's just like the medical skills,
1: you know. Yeah. If you, can, I, I mean, if you can't plug them, don't try to make them.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Medic, he's got a class coming up this weekend over in Tennessee. Uh, so all of you out there listening to this, reach out to him uh, over on Stuck Pig Medical. I know he is teaching a Zoom class as we speak right now, and he's going to be doing more of those, just like y'all are doing with uh, Green Dragon Academy. He's doing it right. with the medical skills as well. Um, and he's got a few more classes that are up on the calendar. I know he's going to be doing a big class right before mine in Wyoming in June. Uh, Cause I've got RTO advanced RTO and Signet, uh, signals intelligence out in Wyoming right. in June. He's going to be there right before that. It's either right before it or right after I have to gotta go back and look at the calendar. Um, but um he he's going to be there at the same place uh, you know so if you're coming out you you coming out to train with me hey get that medical training in too while you can okay get it in while you can and you know it it, it, it doesn't matter what your your previous level of medical training is you definitely need that i mean th- these are the domains that win the battle you can make a trigger puller all right i've made trigger pullers i had a father son duo in class over the weekend, um, in the fighting carbine course, they had never touched an AR-15. Like neither one of them. The dad literally went out, bought two AR-15s, brought them to class, bought two optics, brought it. He had uh, two Burris, uh, the the AR-332, the right. Burris version of an ACOG. He literally bought these two. We mounted them and he's just, he told me, he's like, I've never used an AR before. I've never, you know, I I don't, guns are really not my thing until now, but I feel like I, you know, I I need to know how to use it, you know, is him and his son. Let me tell you something. It was, it was a, it was a challenge at first, but at the end of those two days, you know, they, they were running a buddy team drill together. They were bounding together. They were using cover. They were very accurate with their rifles. Cause yeah, I do all that in the fighting carbine course. You, you know on day two you're moving uh, the training wheels come off and you know they, they were doing everything and they were doing it effectively man you know you my point behind that is is you can make a trigger puller pretty quick it's it's really not rocket science to do that but but the other skills that you need the the medical skills the intelligence gathering skills the intelligence analysis skills because those are two separate domains right there. And then, of course, the communications. You know, you you've got to be multidimensional in your training. If if the bulk of your training only centers around a firearm, then you know, hey, hey, we all love doing that. Like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, we all love doing that. But you really need to get out there. You need to learn some of those other skills.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know. And hopefully you got like your you know you got a group of friends or like you know you train that father son duo. Um, maybe you got some family members. Yeah, one guy. One guy can't do all of this, especially with the Intel stuff. That's what I was telling the Green Dragon guys. I was like, look, man, you know it, you can do this by yourself, but um, be prepared to do this for like hours and figure out like one answer one RFI, which is a request for information. Yep. Yep. I was like, and I was like, I'm not kidding when I say hours. And it's because every new piece of information, you have to ask who, what, when, where, why, and how, and try to answer all those yep. for that question. And, and it just keeps going. And you know, then you got to reel yourself back in and go back to your original RFI. And I mean, it, it's, you got to write everything down. You got to document everything. And you got to think like a simpleton most of the time. Cause if you try to like think too much about it, just you, you don't get anywhere and you just wind up with a migraine, but yeah, it takes, it's easier if you have a, a couple people working on the same scope, right? Like, you know, snipers don't work by themselves, right? You have a spotter. Nope. You kind of need the exactly. same thing with Intel. You know, you, you need a couple guys or at least one other guy to be like, Hey man, I'm going to work over here you work on this come back well, in a couple hours and we'll we'll brainstorm and see what we come up with and you get burned out man
0: you know you oh, you, you, do, you get burned out i mean it it's something like like 72 hours or so like that 48 to 72 hours of staying on one task and you you kind of get numb to it like you just do you know i oh, yeah. always did you 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 go out man you step off on a mission like whatever it is you step off and you know you're all yeah i'm i'm in this some macho man randy savage out here you know and then all of a sudden man like you know you just nothing happens you know or, yep. or whatever it is like you you get dialed in so you just normalize you're like all right whatever That's that's whatever
1: <laughs> oh yeah i mean you yeah. know in like uh god and, and i feel bad for saying this but in 2012 um a couple of americans went missing um and turns out it was a husband who was muslim converted his wife and then he convinced her it was a good idea to go backpacking in pakistan they quote-unquote accidentally wound <laughs> up in afghanistan um, so we were looking for them and man, I was like, first oh, I I was like this. oh dude. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. dude, you know, this was right before I was shipping out, uh, to go back home and man, I was like all over it. I kept like, kept looking at, looking at it every day and like seeing, and we, we did a couple missions, um, involving that and man, I, we, we were all gung ho and then God, it was like a week later and we were all just like, all right, like we're, we're just exhausted to the point where we can't even think about it anymore. You know, yeah. you lose that umph that you started with. Yeah. And
0: yeah. I, I remember when that happened. It's I was easy to do. On, but I remember it. Yeah.
1: It was, yeah. Like I said, that was, yeah, that was like two, it was like October of 2012. That was like <laughs> literally like two or three weeks. Backpacking
0: in Waziristan, babe. It's going to be awesome.
1: Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. She apparently uh, got pregnant in that, uh, in captivity.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I've heard the uh, I actually ran into a guy who was friends with her um, in my travels and uh, mm. it was interesting story that one. but anyway, oh, uh, like sure. you know to your point, yeah, you get burned out on this stuff quick and you know like even me like trying to research um, I wouldn't say local but like regional um, drug trafficking and, and gang affiliations, Man, I, I looked in that. I was looking at it for like five hours. You know, calling sheriff's department, seeing like, you know, what's going on and who's who, and you know, oh, I'm a journalist. I'm doing or like oh, I'm in college. I'm writing a paper or something. Um, cover whatever for stupid. Action. Yeah, whatever stupid cover story I could come up with. But <laughs> yeah, it was like five hours later, and I was just like, dude. I felt like I didn't know much more than I knew before, but it was like the specifics that you get, which is why you write it down because you're going to forget. Uh, but yeah, it's like I said, it's two man project minimum, two man lift. I mean, doing it by yourself's cool and you can do it, but man, you better have a whole pot of coffee and you better be very, very dedicated because it's easy to burn yourself out on that stuff.
0: It is, man. But you got to get a clue about a clue. You got to get that training. Every yeah, opportunity, sure. every opportunity you need to be out seeking training. All right. If you've got five AR-15s and you've never been to a professional class for anything, you need to sell off four of them AR-15s and get your butt in a class. Yeah. I, mean, that's, that's, I mean, I mean, I don't know what more to tell you. Um you know, if, if you're sitting on a mountain of gear and you don't really know which way is up, get off the internet. It's it's not doing you any favors, all right? It's just not. I I don't have any other way to say it other than that. It's not doing you any favors to sit and watch some some dirtbag on YouTube, um, you know, shoot fast at stationary targets and then tell you about some cool guy rifle. Like that's not doing you any favors. You need to get no. to a class. You need to be in reality, okay? Because those yep. guys are not real. They're they're there to make money off of you, off of your clicks, okay? Yeah. That, that's all it is, and to sell you whatever product. And I'm going to tell you from behind the scenes, they're selling you whatever product was placed in their hands to sell you. That's the way that it works. Um, so,
1: and most of the time, if they say they they aren't getting paid they're still getting paid <laughs> like this yep. is probably a that's probably just a bold-faced lie You're lying like victoria newland just yeah, say exactly just say um well i'm not getting paid you know my uh my my producer is getting paid
0: <laughs> like... got it Got a YouTube video with Hollywood quality editing, and you're going to sit there and tell me, oh, well, you know, I don't get paid for any of this. Yeah, right. Okay. Okay. You
1: just just got a solid $15,000 worth of gear sitting in the back of your pickup truck. and You don't. Okay. (laughs) In the back of your $80,000 pickup truck, I should add.
0: Yeah. Just saying, man. I'm just saying. Oh,
1: I was watching them today, man. I was like, man, you know, some of these, (laughs) some of these, piss the pistol marksmanship is what cracks me up. It's like, you know, they're all telling you you got to do this and do that and do this, and it's like, man, I went to the range today, and according to them, I would shoot like shit. But guess what? At 15 yards, every single one of my rounds would have hit a man-sized target in the chest every single one of them it was like a 10 inch spread but i mean a hit's a hit hits a hit but according to, according to youtube i'm like the worst shot in the world and it's like all right dude like i'm not going i'm not jerry mcule i'm not trying to do a competition and like shoot 15 rounds in <laughs> half a second and all <laughs> of them hit in the same quarter like <laughs> that's not my game nah you know I... Like to me, I like Public shots count, you know. Like I don't oh, care yes. if it hits, you know.
0: I got a I got a funny story about one of those shots. I told the guys in uh, <laughs> in the carving course. Yeah, it was a dude that was hopped up on cat, and um, he just kept moving, man. Like he he just kept going. He was having... <laughs> they, they were IED emplacers, and yeah. um, you know he he got hit. And I mean, it it like it it made his leg go out. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it went oh, yeah. out. It like he he folded on him in on himself, and it was like, oh, well, oh hell. And then all of a sudden, like Dude jumps up like a zombie, and just starts booking it. <laughs> man. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. man this
0: dude's in another world right now. He's
1: crackheads he's... never die, dude.
0: Oh man. They, they they would get they would get strung out on cat and uh, what what was that poppy they had like the poppy bulbs that they crushed up and they would uh, na that's what it would they had it in the na like yeah guitar, I was thinking yeah.
1: about it I was like man I know what you're talking about I can't remember the Dude, name of it though
0: Oh, man they would get wrecked on that stuff you like you would see guys they they like, would jack them gone. up pretty quick. Hey, Those man, are the
1: dudes but, that you hear about where everybody says that five five six doesn't kill good enough. It's like, no, dude, they were just so drugged up that they took a five five six to the chest. Like that. But, that
0: yeah, they were gonna die. It's just the endorphins <laughs> were not gonna let them stop at that yeah. point. <laughs> they, it yep. was not that they weren't going to die, but they were messed up, messed up. You know? oh, yeah. So it's oof,
1: ooh. Yeah.
0: But um, Oh, man. Coming in on a one hour and 20 minutes. Holy cow. Yeah, buddy. brother. Yeah. Time flies. when We're getting going. So, tomorrow night, Sons of Liberty Live is going to be on the air. It was live last week, too, but I was having some major uh, technical difficulties I think the the Russians were trying to shut me down I say that funny you know haha but but I'm actually kind of serious um,
1: <laughs> yeah I was gonna ask if we had any uh, weird stuff going on with everybody because I've gotten an increasing number of uh, strange text messages and voicemails.
0: Uh, well, they just want your extended service warranty. That's all that is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: There's one of them. Yeah. I don't know. There's yeah. one of them that weirded me out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but. They, but they, there's going to be a lot of that. Um, there's absolutely going to be a lot of that, but the, uh, uh, You know, I I don't know, man. There there was definitely some electronic tomfoolery that was going on uh, on my end. There there was literally nothing I could do. Like I normally pipeline everything through Tor, um, switched that off, went to a VPN, reset the connection, reset everything, reset the router, went through everything, and it was like nothing was working, which told me something was up. Um, Something was absolutely
1: up. I don't know how you have your internet set up but i know when that was going on last week when you finally did come back on i heard like the only thing i can compare it to was like dial-up internet um yeah which tells me that there was a broadcast being jammed into your uh signal like wi-fi whatever you know whatever internet you got yeah uh, I don't. That was like beyond just tour being tour.
0: Yeah, it, it was. Think. Something was up.
1: In something my was definitely semi-professional up. opinion. Something was up.
0: <laughs> yeah, you kind of, you kind of do know what you're talking about. You know, kind of, kind of, sort, sort of, of professional not like experience. Nitty gr-
1: not nitty gritty, but yeah, I mean that was like <laughs> the noises that were coming from your mic. I was like, what in the hell is going on right now? <laughs> Dude, it was yeah, uh, it was, I was mad weird to really think about it. But I mean, when I sobered up, I was like, "Yeah, that was kind of weird, man."
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it was. But um, anyway, brother, Madman, actual signals intelligence professional egg extraordinaire uh, here on the air, man. I really appreciate your insights, breaking down what's going on in Ukraine and training philosophy, and and just. You know, every time I'm on the air with you, it's awesome, brother. Any last things before we uh, head on out?
1: Um, like I mentioned earlier, I I can't imagine Russia not retaliating us in some way um, because we are openly aiding Ukraine, um, and I don't know how they're going to do it. Um, but I would imagine that I harp on it all the time. I'd imagine some cyber warfare is going to be going on and it's probably going to become more obvious and prominent. Um, You know, they might, they're going to hit us financially, but like Scout and I were discussing earlier, we are probably going to see things start to, you know, the gloves are going to start coming off a little bit. Uh, Haymakers are going to start getting thrown around, I think sooner rather than later i can't put a timeline on it but um i i would make sure your rifles are zeroed (laughs) make sure you got a lot of food and water which is a normal thing that should be done but i would really uh button up a little bit just in case you never know yeah
0: no i agree one thousand percent and then some whatever you're doing today be better than you were yesterday Get prepared to be better than you were today, tomorrow. Uh, Anyway, brother, God bless. Stay well. I will be on the air again tomorrow night with you on Radio Contra Sons of Liberty on our Thursday live show. Everybody out there, please join in the fun. It will be 2100. That is 9 p.m. Eastern time. And I look forward to getting on the air with all of you. For all of us here on Radio Contra, AmericanPartisan.org, and, of course, the excellent community that we have over on the forum, forum forum.brushbeater.org, I am NC Scout, the commandante of the Mossy Oak Militia, signing off with all of you out there. Talk to you again very, very soon. This is NC Scout, out.